Welcome back, ladies. How's everybody doing today? Nah. Feeling highly, highly. Oh, man. There goes Terry. There goes Terry. I love it. All right, ladies. So this week, we are going to talk about family ties. Let me mm. Mm. We're going to talk about how do we have the difficult conversations? How mm. do we bridge the gap? Passing mm-hmm. passionate message, no right or wrong way to have the conversation. And how can they be honest with us when they can't even be honest with themselves? Basically put on a blasted light. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So uh, hold on to your panties on this one. What's happening, family? You're listening to the Unfiltered Lyman with BLT. Every week, we will reflect on our journey on trying to navigate between our parents' traditional culture versus American culture. Oh, gosh, boy. We are your hosts, Bertied, Lisa, and of course, Terry. Oh, yeah? No one is talking. So let's get unfiltered. <laughs> Not the big truck. <laughs> no, we hold on to the big truck. <laughs> hold on to nah. the big panty. Hold on to the big panty. <laughs> mm, nah. Nah. Not when you're dealing with family and, no. you know, the ties and the conversations and not Ooh. having conversations. Yeah, this yeah. is when they got to put their big drawers on. So, yeah, hold on to your panties. Yeah. Panties. Or let it go. Yeah, that, that's going to be good. That's going to be a, a very insightful episode. Yeah. And then why do they go radio silent when you try to have the conversations also, too, with them? Mm, that's a very good question. Mm-hmm. It's, that, it's, a, it's fair. Mm, really? Yeah, but I mean, it's family, so you should be able to talk. Who else, right? Family. That's, you should be able to talk. That still has nothing to do with it. They have this image to uphold, and mm. they just don't want you to see anything different than what they want to show you. There you go. So they want to look basically like they're like got a halo over their head, and they're holier than thou, and they don't do anything wrong. They don't have any flaws. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, you're singing to the okay. choir this morning. This oh. little light of ours, mm-hmm. I tell you. We're going to be shining it. That's why Terry said turn on the blasted lights. Exactly. Yeah. Let everything, let's, let's see everything. You know something? So when you see everything, there's, there's nothing else to hide because mm-hmm. you are living in your truth now. So you have freedom, you have freedom, freedom to do whatever, you know what I mean? Nobody can't hold like you're not going to sleep with like worrying about what's going to come out. Who's going to say what? Well, like uh-huh. it's your story. Like who got time? Nobody has time. And how old are you? Like, do you really want to carry this to the grave? Ain't nobody got no time. Like go in peace, my sister, my brother. If go you know peace. you steal the last piece of chicken, then say you steal the last piece of chicken. I mean, <laughs> Um, I saw, I saw, you know, the rice and peas around your mouth. Everybody know that. So why, why you say you ain't do it? Exactly. And and the thing is, is that you have fam- with family, 
and your parents and your siblings, you should be able to say that's the people that you confide in, right? Because mm-hmm. we have to go to work every day. You got to deal with people out in the street every day. So why not when you when you come home, you take off your clothes, you take off your jacket, your shoes and everything. So you strip down. So and it's family that's inside that home. So you should be able to express freely. I think a lot stems stems from our parents. There's something in the Caribbean and West Indian culture growing up for them as kids. Something is there. Whereas in the U.S. where it's very, you could be whoever you want. Mm-hmm. You can do whatever you want. You can say whatever you want. You got the First Amendment. You got freedom of speech. Shit, infants got freedom of speech and even before they can speak. Mm-hmm. But that was not there for them. So there's something, there's something there, something missing. I don't know. I don't know exactly what it is. I can't put my finger on it, but that's something that I feel all of us first generation have in common is we have this internal struggle where I think it's, you know, you grow up, kids are seen and not heard, right? Mm-hmm. And you, you go outside the house house and you in America, school, friends, work, and it's like, do whatever you want, see whatever. And you kind of want that from your parents at home too, right? Mm-hmm. And you don't get that. And you're trying to, and then it's like when you're outside with your friends and your friends, family, they're communicating, they're talking with one another, you come home and there's no talking. Mm-hmm. Well, it's talking, but it's surface talking. It's mm-hmm. not like deep, deep talking. Mm-hmm. So I think there is something that holds all of us back and we feel like inside, I know I do feel like inside, like I have this greatness. I know I'm supposed to be doing something. Mm-hmm. I know I'm supposed to be bigger than what I am. I know I have all this greatness, but it's not, there's something, there's a wall, there's mm-hmm. something, there, there's something that, yeah. And I feel like, yeah, we spend <laughs> the majority of our adult lives just trying to freaking Figure it out. Yeah. Figure it out. Break down the bricks, break down the wall. Just, we just, and you, and it, you end up feeling like you're spending so much time stewing in that mm-hmm. instead of focusing and just doing. Right. But do you, like, I also feel, so the, the reason I bring that up is like, so for the past couple of weeks, Terry's told me to call my mom, right? Her spirit. So the conversation I had with my mom this past January 1st and out, it goes great with this topic right now it's hilarious about the surface bullshit sorry for my cussing but I call her up and I'm like okay what's happening like I know when you know somebody tells you to call your mom or normally so I was like okay she all right so I call her and our conversation is very surface so she goes and she goes have you talked to this one cousin of yours and I go on and off why what's going on so this cousin of ours she's like she's herself she doesn't care what people think about her so she has tattoos right and she just added this sleeve of tattoo on her arm and my mom doesn't have facebook so the only people that are showing her this are like the cousins in haiti so she goes to she goes into this whole lecture about oh i feel some type of way this is not the type of family that we are she's over here on facebook with a bunch of tattoos you see how i raised you guys and people had respect for you guys this is not the type of family that we have she's over here with like a skimpy shirt on facebook that's not the and the thing is like not trying to be funny and like the relationship with me and my mom is to the point where now because i know what who she is there are certain things i just listen to her because i pick and choose my battles right so when she's talking about certain conversation because for me i've done the work 
on myself, right? So when you do the work on yourself, there's certain conversation because you know the person hasn't done their work. You don't go because they're just, they're not there. So I don't go there with her. So she's talking, she's talking, she's saying this. Then I hang up the phone. And I'm like, Lord, I'm still waiting, Terry, for what the spiritual meaning of me talking to her this much. I'm like, okay, Lord, what did I get out of this shenanigans right there? Right. So I'm open. And I was like, the thing is, my mom raised us because she had a lot of anger and a lot of things within herself. And she's still dealing with with my dad that passed away when I was 15, um, that she still wants to bring up the abuse. Like when she was because she didn't deal with her stuff. So she was hitting me a lot um, and not disciplined, hitting me like abusive, hitting me anger, hitting, hitting me. She used to come home and a family member used to gossip at work and used to be like, oh, your daughters, I saw them down the street. They were doing this. And she would come home like in a rage, like, oh, I heard that you guys were out on the street and just hitting me like right and I'm thinking to myself and I'm gonna cry but I'm thinking to myself like you sitting here judging somebody and now you feel all respectful and talking about oh you know people are showing us respect when we're young but I'm thinking to myself like then why did you used to come home and hit me all the time because that don't make sense to me if you felt like we were so respected as growing up but you used to come home people used to tell you bullshit and you used to come home and like put your hands on me to the point where you you had your hand on my throat about to kill me because of some bullshit people telling you now you're looking at their kids now and I'm I'm trying to be like but when I was in your house I was telling you this bullshit was bullshit I was telling you, like, why are you listening to people? You got daughters, they go to school, they make straight A's. You ain't checking my homework. I don't got guys at your house. I'm not doing drugs. I'm not going to parties. I'm not doing... But you now, all of a sudden, you see the results. And now you feel... You understand what I'm saying? And I'm the same daughter. When I got married to my ex-husband, you disowned me to family members. You disowned me. You understand what I'm saying? So for me, there's just certain things, like... It still bothers me at times because there's anger sometimes with her because of the fact that I'm just like, you're so disconnected and emotionally unavailable to really talk about your feelings. But it's because I know her mom was also mean. There's a lot of um, cousins that knew my grandmother and she said that she was mean. She had certain favorites, but she was like a tough cookie. So that's why I have to like separate the two and be like, you know what? I don't totally get it. And one of my friends was like, do you ever think that your mom will share how she was raised? And I told them she will share how prideful she was raised. She will never share the emotional aspect of how she was raised. Does that make sense? Well, let me say this. That makes sense. That one thing that I want you to understand though. And I, somebody told me that matter of fact, Nico told me this and I'll never forget this hurt people, hurt people. Mm-hmm. Yes. And remember I said that too. Yep. Yeah. That is very hurt, true. Hurt very people, true. hurt people. The I think, and now you coming out with that, I believe the reason why I kept telling you to call your mother um, for those exactly. reasons is because she does not know how to do it. But mm-hmm. you do. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have to make the first step toward. You're not going to like it. Mm-hmm. You're not going to want to do it. It's going to pain you. But in the end, it's going to be better because believe it or not, there are pieces of your mother and your grandmother that you have in you. Mm -hmm. And I can see it now in all in in the way in that passion that you're speaking. However, it is up to you because you know better. And because her pride will not 
have her move from where she is, mm-hmm. you are going to be the one, have to be the one to make that step whenever you're ready. But for some odd reason, God just kept speaking to me and said to tell her to call her mother. These are just the steps towards. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that you guys are going to be skipping down the road together oh, and, you know, and swapping stories and making waffles in the morning. However, (laughs) no waffles. But however, it is a step helping you. It's Mm -hmm. not about her. It is about you. And Mm -hmm. if you want your life and your relationships to be successful, you've got to work on that. And I am learning that and I'm working on that too. So that's the reason why I I guess that's the reason why it's coming to me. So, Mm Because he revealed you, that you to wouldn't me. Express it. You wouldn't express it like that if Terry didn't tell you to call your mother. You yeah. wouldn't express it just like how you did right now. You wouldn't have done that. No, because the you thing is, to. like, to tell you the truth, I've been, like, between her, because I had this conversation with one of my friends just recently. It's like, I told them, like, I'm so disconnected, right? Because I used to put so much effort, right? Like, I told you, that's why I started my family reunion, right? That's why it's like a lot of stuff. And I had to literally say, okay, God, I'm not angry because I understand, but I'm kind of like disconnected, right? I'm kind of like, okay, well, you know, if she calls, she calls. If she doesn't, she doesn't. She needs something. She'll call me. I'll send it. I'll do my best or whatever. I think last month he did reveal to me, like, I was like, yep, it's going to be you that have to connect the peace between your mom and your sister. And right. I'm like, damn it. Like, seriously, why? Like, like literally. Wait, why do you have yeah, to carry that weight, right? It's like, yeah. it's like, at the end of the day, is the fact that maybe you guys feel that way, maybe you don't. It's the fact that when you carry this much weight, right? It sometimes feels like when my family members call me, if my sister's husband didn't pass away and leave her with four kids, they would not be calling me to check up on me. Mm. So if the conversation would be like, hey, how are you? Oh, you're good. How's your son? Have you talked to your sister and the kids? Every single time. There's not one time that I would say maybe like my aunt, their older sister, she does that. She'll call me just to check on me. But all the conversation I have with people that call my phone, it's not because like, oh, I'm checking to see how you doing. It's because my my sister's not talking to them. You understand what I'm saying? They know I connect the pieces. So it's just like, well, the only way for me to know how the kids are doing and how she's doing because she's not picking up my phone is let me call Bertide. So if 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 that was happening, they would not be checking for me, right? So, so sometimes if your sister's husband didn't pass away, your sister would be answering the phone to all the family members? I don't know if she would be oh, or would okay. not be. Okay. But Bertie, don't you realize that you're the nucleus of all of, of the family? That's what I'm saying. But, the thing, but yeah. the thing about it is the being that nucleus is what I'm saying. Sometimes you don't get replenished. So the nucleus sometimes yeah. can explode. The nucleus yeah. sometimes can be like, okay, I don't give a fuck no more. Lord, help me. Get me in the right place. But guess what? I'm just being honest. Like, you know, I could give and give and give like you feel sometimes you give and give. And it's like, okay, Lord, at the end of the day, I'm grateful for the people that you you know because i i i'm truly believe like families doesn't have to be blood but sometimes you want them to be blood you want them to be like damn like like can a blood relative or some you understand because it's only me and my sister that grew up together and then my my dad passed away young my brother he's on my dad i don't really so it's like sometimes in all my families like all of them i met them when i came to the u.s 
So I didn't know none of them till I came to the U.S. So I don't even have that. Oh, I grew up with this cousin. And you understand what I'm saying? Like, I have none of that. So the thing is, I get it. But it's still one of those battles that I'm like struggling with, because at the end of the day, I constantly have to replenish myself. And sometimes it's hard when you sit there and I can meditate and I can be positive and I can do all this stuff. But sometimes I just want to be like, fuck it, I'm done. And that's okay. But that that's that's okay because those are honest, those are honest feelings. So if you feel at the point where you know something, I have to back off because I need a moment for myself, that's okay. However, however, sweetheart, you are still it's like you being the chosen one. And a lot of times when you're the chosen one, you don't want to be the chosen one. No, it's a, it's a lot of work, it is a, a lot, lot of, of stress. It's mm-hmm. a lot of strain, but the, but in the end, what comes about of it is a great thing. And you have to pace yourself that you're comfortable enough when you want to stop. Just like when Lisa says, Oh, you got to listen to your body. If your body, you know, something pause mm-hmm. right now, then you pause. So, I don't want you to take this as a bad thing and as a why. It's not about why me, God. Why not you? Why not you? Yeah. You yeah. have some inner strength that you don't even exactly. realize. Right. You don't realize that you have been what they call it anointed with. But Lisa, you know something? The crazy thing is that we all have it's all three mm-hmm. of us have an inner strength because if you think about it now be correct me if i'm wrong with lisa lisa is the one that gets the family together mm-hmm. she has stuff what does she do she makes sure that she does the um the online mm-hmm. thing, the online thing and make sure everybody yeah. did yeah. You know, something where they have and stuff is always lisa you know setting up this and doing that yeah, and yeah. Oh, we gotta do this so we're all a nucleus to our families. Mm -hmm. So with that, I mean, a lot of times, and I think this is part of carrying the bricks Mm. because it is a lot. And a lot of times we're toting around not only our stuff, but other people's stuff Mm -hmm. too. We have to be diligent enough to say, whoa, that does not belong in my bag and I'm taking it out. I'm sorry. You're going to have to carry your own stuff. Yeah. Okay. So, and, and and that will lighten up our load, but we're not doing but that's that. the hard. That's the yeah. That's the hard part is realizing, like you said, which one is your because sometimes they're so connected. That is true. They're so freaking connected. Like you'd be like until somebody looks at you and say, "Whoa, that's like your mom." You're like, "Oh, I've been trying so hard." To not be, because that's the thing too. When I had, oh my god, I've been divorced for twelve years, right? And I remember when I first got divorced. I remember so clearly. I was going to counseling, right? Mm-hmm. and trying so hard not to be like my mom. And I remember my brother-in-law was still alive. God rest his soul. He picked up the phone one time and literally he tells me, he's like, do you know you're trying so hard to not be like your mom? You're exactly mm-hmm. like her. Mm -hmm. I was like, wow, yes. And that moment, because sometimes you don't realize it. Right. And until you have those true people Mm -hmm. that are not afraid to tell you the truth, you just go on in life thinking like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm doing okay. I'm doing until he said that, then I had to like sit down and reevaluate my position. Like why you understand what I'm saying? So it was just, it's one of those things. Like I know it, 
because I have a friend of mine that tells me all the time. It's like I know, like it's like we know our gifts, right? We know we're anointed, right? But at the same time, it's like I always think of the the scripture of the Bible of Jesus that tells God, Lord, if you can make this cup pass away from me, but nevertheless, your will, not my will be done. That's what I think about all the time. Like, you know, you're annoying. You know, he chose you for this purpose. Right. But at the same time, sometimes because it's so heavy, you want it to be like, okay, God, like I know it. But at the same time, like there's a fear, like Lisa said, there's a fear of, Mm -hmm. am I going to fuck it up? One, Mm -hmm. because I don't want to fuck it up. You know what I'm saying? Like, who wants to do that? Who wants to be like, and, but the other thing is like, but what do you have to lose? Because at the end of the day, the other thing too about being anointed, I feel for me is the fact that when you go like the level I am now at with this COVID is that I've I've separated myself from certain people. And it wasn't in a bad way, right? It was just because I'm doing some work on myself. So when you start doing work, the people that sometimes you, you close with, you begin to distance yourself with. And uh-huh. you don't understand why at the time, but it's just like you know in your spirit, like, yo, there's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with me. I'm just going to a different level. So then there becomes conflict, right? And then you have people that start talking about you and you still have to be the nucleus of the family, they don't understand your work. They don't understand what you're going through. Right. But you still got to be the person to put everybody together. And sometimes it's hard because you just be like, I'm not perfect people. I'm trying to do my best with what I've got and what I've been thrown. And sometimes I don't know what the heck I'm doing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, but none I, of us know what we're doing. Yep. Let's be honest. We don't. We're trying to uh, just all figure it out. Mm -hmm. And I think that the people that come into your life for whatever the time frame, whether it is, you know, one year, one day, you know, eternity, whatever, they are the ones that show you things about yourself to Mm -hmm. help you figure it out along the way. So we have to relish in that and we have to appreciate that because sometimes you're just like, you know, what the hell, you know, this person all the time, you know, always bringing me bad news or this person all the time mm-hmm. always doing something but you have to reevaluate what you need to get from that and keep it moving mm-hmm. because you don't have to sit in that that's their stuff mm-hmm. that is what belongs to them that has nothing to do with you take what you need to take from that and you keep it moving but the thing about it too mm-hmm. so tell me terry because like you said there's stuff from your past that you have to deal with right mm-hmm. so all that is easier sometimes said than doing correct so like for me it's easier if it's a stranger. It's easier for me to say, oh, I could take this from this stranger. Mm-hmm. You're not my blood. You're not, you understand what I'm saying? And I could keep it moving easier or faster with a stranger. But when it comes to like mothers, you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Sisters, I feel like those things sometimes, as much as we can say, okay, I'm going to keep it, you can't because it, it's, you understand what I'm saying? Because they're part of who you are. Right. But the key word, if you remember 
one thing that Jill said, boundaries. If you set the boundaries and you not allow anybody to come and wreck what you have going on, then your life moves on a little smoother. So you know something? I'm not going to allow you to talk reckless. I'm not going to allow you to talk negative. I'm not going to allow you to touch me in a way that is not loving. Mm -hmm. Those are the boundaries that you're going to set for yourself because you know why? You know what type of life that you want for yourself, for your child going forward. So with that, anybody coming to you on some bullshit ass level, trying to do something that's trying to disrupt what you got going on, put up your boundaries. Whoa, whoa. We're not doing that now. Mm -hmm. And trust me, their whole attitude will change towards you because they're not going to continue coming at you with the same bullshit all the time. They're going to be like, you know something? I know I can't come with her with that. So they're going to go to somebody. Mm -hmm. But you definitely got to set up the boundaries. I had to do that with my mother. You know, there were some times that she started to get on her hind leg. Whoa, whoa. I said, you know what? I just called to see how you were doing. And I'll talk to you later. Mm -hmm. And now I notice that the conversations are not in that manner in which is unpleasing to me. Mm -hmm. So I noticed that she wants, I'm noticing that she wants to talk general because trying to, she's trying to connect, Mm -hmm. you know? So I stop and I listen to her and um, I'm just trying to kind of see where she's going to try to Mm -hmm. see if I can Mm -hmm. meet her. But anyway, along that time that I find that it's unpleasing, Mm -hmm. I call her out on it and then I keep it moving. Mm -hmm. Because one thing that you're not going to do is that you're not going to, upset my apple cart mm-hmm. uh-uh. yeah. no yeah so and, and I feel like you're right and I feel like that's the reason too where I feel the same thing like I am with that with my mom too is the mm-hmm. fact that ever since I was little that was why we had like we bumped heads so much is because I would always speak my mind right mm-hmm. because I'm not gonna take even though I'm a child I'm not trying to be disrespectful but I always like had this strength like yo like that's not how we like that's not how I want to do things so for me now I just feel like again like you said listening to her mm-hmm. and I'm again I'm still praying for the Lord to show me because one thing for me and like you said bringing them the age thing I feel like if she would pass away today like I don't know how I would feel about that mm-hmm. because I know I don't know how I would feel and that's what I think about that's what keeps me like okay Lord at the end of the day like okay it is what it is but that's what I think about like if my mother would have passed away today I ask myself that question all the time how would I feel about that mm-hmm. and to mm-hmm. answer you the truth I'm grateful because she has taught me to be a better person. I'm grateful exactly. that I was able to recognize um, what I did not want to become. In a sense, not in all bad, because she is an entrepreneur. She's a very good business sense. You know, there are certain qualities about her that I'm very happy about that I inherited. But then I, I, I don't know. It's one of those things where I just feel like you. Like, I feel like she's a stranger. She's my mother, but she's a stranger. Mm-hmm. I feel the same way. Mm-hmm. But you know something in all of yeah. us? And one thing that so. you guys, if you don't already know this, this is going to sit in your mind for uh, a while. We chose our parents. That is true. Uh, that I do know. Yeah. We showed up for whatever the lesson that we have to learn. We chose our parents. And that is the reason for me. I know that I have to, that I keep going back in the ring with my mother and my father Mm -hmm. because it's something that I have to learn from them. So that's why I put up the boundaries, but yet and still I'm very 
astute in listening to what they have to say because there's a mm-hmm. lot in what they're not saying. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That is a, you know what? It's funny you say about choosing your parents. So I'm going to tell y'all something and don't laugh. No. So <laughs> when Josiah was two or three years old, right? Uh-huh. We're sitting on the couch and I've been talking to him like he's an adult for way young, right? So we talk about all kinds of things, dreams, all this kind of stuff. So he looked at me one time, mind you, he's like two or three years old. He's like, yeah, when I was in heaven, I chose you and daddy to be my parents. Wow. Four. I was like, and I didn't, I didn't react to it because, you know, like, you know, cause I want him to, but he said it like as plain, like he's, and I was like, what? And he said it again. He was like regular. I was like, okay. Yeah. I was floating around and I saw you guys and I was like, yep. I want them to be my parents. Wow. That's deep. Yes. I was like, hey, little boy. Okay. Mm-hmm. He did. Sure did. That story, I tell him, he's like, I don't mm-hmm. know. I was like, yeah, you sure did. That was like, oh, okay, yeah. Lisa, yeah. what are you, what are your thoughts? So how do you feel though? I feel like a, a couple things. So mm-hmm. just to also piggyback on something B said is that I'm thinking back to when you said your mom used to come home and she was so angry and she used to listen to people in the street, right? Mm-hmm. And then it goes back to what you said in the beginning also too, your mother's very prideful. So it's mm-hmm. always the thing like, I don't want nobody to come back and tell me about my kids. Mm-hmm. Next thing, fast forward, is you said that you always used to speak your mind, right? Mm-hmm. The thing is, I think why our parents are so hard on us is because again, being in the U S we get to say our mind, we see other people saying their minds. Mm -hmm. Now, when they were kids, they were thinking it, but it was so suppressed. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Then now you have birthed this child and you thinking that this child is going to do exactly what you did. Mm-hmm. And that's not the case. Mm-hmm. And also too, they get so angry with us because we're a reflection of them. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And whether or not we heard them say certain things out their mouth, they were thinking it. And because mm-hmm. we come from you, we're actually showing you exactly what you're thinking and what, how you really feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that yeah. annoys the, that annoys the shit out of them. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So that's what makes them so angry. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then also, too, I think um, they're probably looking at their child. And Terry, I mean, both of you are parents, so tell me what you think. They're probably looking at their child like, wow, they get to do the things or live the life that I didn't get to live. You know And I feel funny? like for... There's a certain line of jealousy, too, I mm-hmm. think, that's going on. Yeah, mm-hmm. because... They didn't have the freedom to express themselves growing up or do the things that we have access mm-hmm. to. So there's a level of jealousy. I don't think it's intentional. I mean, you don't want to be jealous of your child, but the reality is, you know, that's just like any little kid growing up today, even though the computers came out when we were younger, but the mm-hmm. things that they have access to, like, for example, Google. Mm-hmm. We didn't have that. We had the goddamn encyclopedias that we had to actually sit and page through. Dial you up. know, so then it looks like, yeah, and dial up. So then it looks like, okay, well, you guys have it easier. What are you complaining about? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So tell me this, Lisa. Would you also say, maybe Terry Kim, do you feel like because they see our relationship with our children that they are intimidated with the relationship? <laughs> Most definitely. Okay. Because like the parent thing, like the freedom that we are, I know like 
the freedom that I have with being able to co-parent, right? I did things way different than my mom, mm-hmm. right? In the fact that I chose, oh, I'm so not a, yeah, I'm not choosing to be angry. He's going to know his other side of the family. Like we ain't doing the back and forth. We're not better. You understand what I'm saying? Like he has a tribe of people oh. that love him. So I don't care what you say. Saying like, do you also feel like that part maybe plays a difference on, I don't know. Mm-hmm. How they, you know, like you said, the sense of, I don't want to say jealousy, but the sense of, okay, maybe you're a little bit better, wiser. No, I I didn't have the strength to do that. And how did you find the strength to do that? And then how dare you flaunt that in my face? Mm. Yeah. So instead of embracing it, Mm -hmm. what they're doing is they're basically, you know, they're they're shaming it or making us feel bad Mm -hmm. about it. Mm -hmm. But again, that's not our brick to carry. That's them. So we don't need to take that on. What we need to do is to be able to, for our children right now, is to continue and make the relationship stronger and see what we didn't like and the relationship that was there or the lack of Mm -hmm. and to do better. Because what we want to do is to make sure that we bridge that gap. Because there's a huge gap right now Mm -hmm. um, between our parents and ourselves that we need to be able to bridge so that we could be able to have better relationship and understand them better. Mm -hmm. When you don't have that and when they're not providing that for you, it makes it a challenge. Mm -hmm. So again, we we definitely have to do better. And I think that we are doing better as parents as aunts mm-hmm. and you know uncles everything like that yeah. we are we're definitely doing better I agree because it like you said I think you're right it affects all our relationship whether because you're going to come to a point where because I know like when I got divorced I had to sit back and realize how much it affected my relationship like I had a lot of anger in my marriage that I didn't know and I was like where the f did this anger came from and then reflecting I had to realize like that's all these things like you said in the back in the past that you don't deal with up front so here I am and I'm speaking my mind but there's still emotion and things that I didn't realize how deep right how deep the cut in the wound was so I thought it was healed saying but it wasn't so you understand what I'm saying so it's one of those things where I know in relationship especially with like significant others mm-hmm. you understand what I'm saying I had to sit back and take several seats so I'm not repeating the pattern because a lot of the women in my family once their husband or die or they get divorced they don't ever remarry or do anything and I'm like I'll be damn god that's a generational curse that needs to die with them that's not happening over here <laughs> I don't know what to do but it's not happening we are not continuing that one over here. <laughs> well, I know for me, definitely besides my mother, I know I did not feel the love that I would have liked to feel from my father. Here's the thing, though, that I realized, and it took me so long for it to click. He could only give me what he knows. Mm-hmm. They they only giving us mm-hmm. what they're capable of giving us because that's all they know. Yep. So, and, and it's the same way with us. We're giving our children what we know. But the difference 
is, is that we have so much in-depth conversations with them that we're able to say, okay, well, I was just giving you from one to five, but I see that you need from five to 10. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you some more. And our children are so, like Lisa said, it's freedom of speech and Mm -hmm. they're so open that they're coming and saying, ma, I need this. This Mm -hmm. is what I need from you. This is what I see. And we are open enough to be able to say, okay, that's what you need from it. I'm going to give it to you. Mm -hmm. Like we make the effort. Yeah. Yeah. And then we make the effort. Like you said, we make the effort to seek out like, okay, I don't know this or I didn't have this. So I'm going to seek it so I can learn and do my work. Because I feel like even though sometimes they say you're a product of your environment, but you could change that. Correct. You understand what I'm saying? And the perfect example is me Mm -hmm. and my sister. We're totally opposite. Right. Like she's still soaking. And that I understand it's hard for her. She's been through a lot of whatever. But the thing is, I I could see if I chose that path, basically, of just stewing in that soup. You understand what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? Of just keeping right there, like drinking the same Kool-Aid. And I'm like, oh, no, this Kool-Aid bitter. I don't know what y'all, y'all better pat. You understand what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. I'm one of those, like, "Um, this needs more sugar. Why y'all keep drinking this bitter-ass Kool-Aid for? Like, it don't make no sense. Stop. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, but, but you can't make people stop drinking what they don't want to stop drinking. You know what that made me think of? Mm-hmm. You know what that made me think of? And not to make excuses for your sister, but you said she has four kids. Mm-hmm. She's probably not going to get to that point until those kids are grown because again, not making excuses, but with the death of her husband and have mm-hmm. to take care of four kids. And I feel like as a mother and correct me if I'm wrong, ladies, cause I'm not a mother, but um, you putting yourselves into these kids and you put yourself on the back burner. So she's Correct. not going to do the work because she's taking care of four kids. That's four different personalities. Plus the death of her husband. She's probably not going to deal with it till later on. But, you know Lisa, what I mean? but Lisa also to that too. And she's probably not going to want to deal with it because right now her focus is like you said on those kids. So yeah. that, that's not going to be on the forefront and there's nothing wrong with me and I have to take care of these kids. However, once those kids grow up and they're gone, it's a mm-hmm. different story because now you, you're with yourself to contend with. Mm-hmm. So, so she ain't going to have a choice then. Exactly. So, so my thing is, yes, I agree with that to some percentage only because um, I feel like when you go through certain life journey, like we said, God put certain people in your path to say, look, you don't have to carry this burden alone. I'm sending these people to help you. So mm-hmm. my thing is you have to be able to extend your hand to receive it. Receive it. Yes, you do. So my you do. thing is even though like, yes, I yeah. feel like she's to the point where, yeah, she's not focused on all this stuff, but God has blessed her where God has sent people her way to say, my sister, you don't have to carry this burden by yourself. The thing is when she's you going to be wanting to receive it. Exactly. So that's one. And then mm. secondly, I also feel, and again, I get it because I'm not making excuses. Everybody has to choose their own path. But I also feel like we've talked about you continuing a pattern because you're not working on yourself. You're not dealing with yourself. So you have four kids that you want better for, but because you're not dealing with yourself, like if I didn't deal with myself, I will be passing on all this stuff to my son. Mm -hmm. So now you're going to have four kids 
as much as you could think yeah. that I'm being strong and kudos to you, you understand what I'm saying? But my thing is, oh, I think this is my mom. Hold on, speaking of. <laughs> we don't talk to her up. Oh, shoot. 20 minutes later. But the thing about it is, the difference is, and maybe tell me if I'm wrong, isn't it easier for strangers to forgive you before family forgive you? without holding no grudge. Well, that's because the ties are stronger with your family than with a stranger. You could always disconnect from a stranger and not see them again. But with family, you're always going to interact with them. So you're always going to see. And then then there's the age old adage of you don't want it being thrown up in your face, you know, mm. again, teeth in a piece of chicken. Oh yeah. Last week it was you teeth the piece of chicken. Let me, let me cover down the pot and hide the pot because I know you're going to teeth the piece of chicken again. Them, those type of things. But when you don't have to see somebody all the time, you don't have to worry about that. So that's why it's easier. But shouldn't it be easier nice. to forgive family though? We would think so. But we hold on to we hold on to so much hurt and resentment. The bricks. Mm-hmm. We hold on to some bricks. Yeah, we do. For, and for whatever the reason is, and instead of just letting it go and just moving on, we hold on to what you did. Okay, I did it. All right, then fine. I'm admitted that I did it. It was wrong. I'm sorry. And some people still go on with it. But see. That's when it doesn't become your issue anymore. It becomes their issue. Because once yeah. you've owned up to it and you've apologized for it and you're ready to move on from it and that person has not, then that is their brick to carry, not yours. Amen, oh. sister. Are y'all picking up these jewels I'm dropping? Oh, yeah. All day. I got it. <laughs> All day. I got it. All day. I got it. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So... All right, ladies. This was a great conversation. Sorry, go ahead, Terry. No, 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 no. You go ahead. But this was a great conversation. Let me hear what you have to say. (laughs) Yes, let's let's converse. Let's converse. (laughs) All right. To our fans and uh, followers out there, please comment, subscribe, and let us know how conversations go with your families. Mm -hmm. Do you have the conversations about issues, turning on the light? standing firm in your truth and boundaries how do you handle the boundaries yeah oh yes definitely that's huge boundaries is very very huge but yes please comment below subscribe let us know your thoughts let's have the conversation all right ladies we are out all right, people, the Bacchanal Queens, we are ready to leave. But before we leave, we would like to thank you for joining us this week on Unfiltered Lyman with BLT. Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and join our Facebook page. As always, subscribe to the show to catch every new episode and leave us a review so we can continue to bring you fresh, exciting content. See you next Thursday, same time, same station. Unfiltered Lyman with BLT is edited and produced by Unfiltered Lyman with BLT.